You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. Well, as you've heard, uh, Dr. Alan Kirby, who is the uh, the UK Director of Leading the Way, that's the Ministry of Dr. Michael Youssef here in the UK, is my very special guest today. But of course, uh, Alan, you have your own story. Uh, how did you come to faith, you know, in the first place? Thank you, Blair. It's, it's really good to be with you um, today. Um, I have been a, Christ, been a Christian for, uh, what, uh, 60, 60 years now. Uh, I came to faith in my, in my late teens uh, through meeting uh, a young lady who was um, uh, going to become uh, my wife, and we've been married for over 50 years now. We celebrated our 50th wedding anniversary uh, last year. Um, and we, as a family, started to, uh, to go to a little uh, Brethren Chapel in uh, Cheddar in, in Somerset. And uh, uh, I thought I was a Christian. My, my parents were, were Christians. I thought I was doing the right things in terms of, you know, doing good works and reading the Bible. Uh, and then I met uh, this, this young lady and we started going out. And uh, uh, one day she said to me, uh, she said, uh, are you really a Christian? Uh, and I said, well, uh, actually, I, I don't know. Um, uh, and she said, well, um, if we're going to continue going out, then you better do something about it. So it was no her pressure fa- then. <laughs> <laughs> so it was her father, actually, um, who uh, sat down with me one one day, explained the simple truths of the gospel uh, and basically led me to Christ. Um, so that was when I was in uh, in my late teens, and I'd probably say that that was probably the most important decision that I have ever made in my life, which has been totally transformational uh, in terms of uh, you know family relationships, uh, career paths, uh, work relationships, uh, decisions that you make on the way in terms of you know the jobs that you apply for, where you move to. Uh, so, yes, absolutely foundational in terms of shaping the rest of my life and career. Now, today we're going to review some of those 60 years. Uh, and, of course, we're going to celebrate 25 years. Can you believe mm. it? 25 years of, uh, of leading uh, the way here in the United Kingdom. Now, you've pretty much put the music together for, for all of this. How, how have you structured uh, structured the, the the events you mean? Yes. Or, um, well, and the music that, that you've chosen. Oh, and the music today. Um, so, when I was thinking about the the, the, the choice of music, um, you know, I think uh, we are living in quite chaotic and uncertain times, and I think a lot of people are very fearful about the future. Uh, and I wanted to choose some songs that really spoke about uh, hope, certainty, assurance. Uh, for the future, which can only be found uh, by having a living faith and trust in the person of Jesus Christ. Uh, so the songs that I've chosen today are really based uh, on that and really focusing away from the struggles and difficulties of this world, um, but the hope, assurance and the peace and the certainty uh, that Jesus can can really give. Um, and, you know, looking forward one day to being with him in heaven uh, for all eternity. Hope FM, Faith Filled Radio. Well, that's a city alight there, and uh, yet not I, but Christ uh, through me. And of course, that, that's your testimony, Alan, isn't it? Uh, over the years, there's a lot of water. Under the bridge. I mean, we've heard those famous words, haven't we? That, that that we're being prepared for the future that only God can see. As you look back, I guess you can see the bits of that jigsaw puzzle of your own life coming into place. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so when I became a Christian at eighteen, um, a number of things happened at that uh, uh, at that point in terms of career moves uh, and how God used career moves to. Uh, eventually moved me into a place of, of Christian ministry. Uh, and, and just to rewind a little bit, um, uh, when I was about 14, um, I had a real passion to either become a, a medical doctor uh, or become uh, a vet. And I remember 
at a very young age, uh, setting up a laboratory in my uh, in my bedroom and doing all sorts of weird experiments to my parents' horror. <laughs> uh, but eventually, um, I pursued uh, not a career in medicine or veterinary medicine, but in but in biochemistry. Uh, so I started at Bristol University and then went to Oxford and did a PhD, uh, which was a, a, a fantastic world um, to, to be in. So I was doing research on, uh, on diabetes and developing drugs, uh, anti-diabetic drugs. Um, and, I, and I did that for, uh, for 20 years, research and teaching at, at Oxford University. Uh, but when I became uh, a Christian at 18, I knew intuitively that one day God would call me into full-time Christian ministry. Um, but I actually had to wait 20 years for that to happen. So I pursued this wonderful career of medical research. And it wasn't until 1992 that um, I think we as a family went off to spring harvest and uh, God spoke to me very clearly that it was time to leave the world of academia. Uh, and pursue um, uh, Christian ministry. Uh, but from the age of 14, as, as Blair has just said, God was preparing me, I think, you know, for Christian ministry. I became a Christian. Uh, I started reading lo lots of, uh, of books, theology, uh, church history. And that, I think, was the, uh, the sort of the, 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 the ground that God was preparing me for to go into Christian ministry uh, when I hit, I think I was just over 40. Um, I applied for ordination in the Anglican Church, uh, but that, that wasn't um, successful for various reasons. And I ended up uh, becoming the executive director of Crusaders, um, the Christian youth organization now known uh, as, as Urban Saints. So there was this funny transition from working in this strange world of academia with academics to moving into the Christian world and, and working with a relatively small Christian organization. But, you know, how do you set vision? Uh, how do you raise funds for ministry development? Uh, how do you connect with people in the outside world who can help you? So that was, that was a great training ground, I think, uh, for what God had in store for the future. But it all started, you know, when I was 14, pursuing a, uh, a medical research career um, and then you know, looking back, you can see how God has led and guided um, and been very faithful uh, in the way that he has supported, encouraged and, um, you know, and we've, we've seen God work in extraordinary ways in the ministries that I've been involved with. I mean, you know that scripture, Alan, that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Mm. Um, I mean, sometimes I, mean, I believe that sometimes we're not very good at waiting, aren't we? You know, mm. we we want it, but we'd like it not. <laughs> or we'd like. It. I mean, twenty years. Yeah. You know, now, of course, in those twenty years, you were fulfilled. It was almost like God taking that boy, mm. experimenting in his bedroom, and actually mm. to some pretty groundbreaking mm. uh, work. But did did you, did you get any sense of frustration about? Because obviously, there was that call of of mission within you, call for full time yeah. Christian service, but it was quite a wee while coming. Yes, it was, and I suppose there was a sense of um, frustration in that it didn't it didn't happen straight away. Um, there was uh, a long waiting period. Uh, I I pushed doors. I did push some doors during during. So that you weren't time, passive. They, you weren't passive. You know, in I sense. wasn't passive passive at all. You know, I I wasn't sitting back and just waiting for God to speak and open doors. You know, I I think I was very proactive in that process. You know, of seeking God's will. Of pushing doors, um, you know, how, how do you discern God, God's will for your life? You know, I think it is, you know, in a number of ways, you know, it's through, through getting messages as you read his word. It's, you know, as you talk to other people and they say things that, you know, uh, you know that, that might be an, an encouragement or point you in a certain direction. Um, so I think, you know, various ways of God speaking um, that take you along a journey and I think you know uh, you know if you come to a fork in the road I think you you know quite quickly that that is the no, not the right fork to take mm -hmm. um, and you you carry on uh, you know in a determined way but in a very prayerful uh, and considered way as well you know not making um, quick decisions but you know just just letting God lead and guide uh, and I suppose you know as Michael Youssef would say you know, 
during the 50 years of his ministry you know it's simply about trusting and obeying you know so god has a plan for you for your life if you obey and if you trust then he will lead in that in that right path and of course there'll be people listening to us um, uh, you know alan that 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 maybe have been praying about things maybe people in their family or or by direction for their own lives and they may think you know what Maybe I got that all wrong, or, or God has given up on me. And, you know, linking into that verse that hope deferred can make us mm. sick. Mm. Uh, but actually, there, it's only when you look back. Yeah. And I guess that, that that's your testimony as well, yes. that, that, that in what you're doing now and what you were doing, of course, with Urban Saints Crusaders, yes. as it was when yes. you started, you know, it, the preparation for that, yes. I mean, now you can see it, yes. but then it must have been quite a challenge. Yeah, now, now you can see it, and you can see, you know, uh, I think, you know, with quite a varied career path, uh, you, you can look back and you can see the skill sets that God, you know, ha- has given you, you know. Um, uh, so as I look at my ministry now, you'd never think that a career in medical research, you know, would um, <laughs> help in decisions being made. Uh, with leading the way and Dr. Michael Youssef, but they are, you know, so vital and so important. You know, you draw on those skills and that experience, um, and I and I think you know that is the the great beauty of the Christian faith. You know that um, that, that that you can look back and see and stand in awe and 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 look at God's goodness and faithfulness. You know, maybe over just a few years. In my case. You know, over quite a few years. So, and and but of course, when you, even when you when you took over the reins at Crusaders, um, that that to lead a work is quite a challenge mm-hmm. in itself. And I think I think your next your next song is probably pretty pertinent to all of that. A mighty fortress uh, is our God. I guess reliance upon God and, and knowing that He's with you in all of the challenges. Because leading an organisation uh, is is it's no mean feat, is it? No, absolutely. I think there's a you know, there's a great responsibility if you are being called by God, you know, into a specific type of work, you know, then, uh, you know, I, I, I think you have a great responsibility to honor that calling and to do your very best to fulfill what has, you know, what God has called you to. Um, so, yes, I, I, I think that, um, you know, staying, staying close to God, um, using to the best of your ability the skills that he has given to you and you know at the at the end of the day you know this is god's work um if you trust and obey god you stay close to him uh and you know honor his word then you know god will god will fulfill fulfill that that vision for you Uh, why have you chosen this particular hymn uh so this next song is again it takes us back to you know, takes us away from the the, the, the fear of this world, uh, and it talks about uh, a kingdom that is unshakable, uh, and and the words say, uh, "With you forever, we will reign. We will keep our eyes on you." And I think that is the absolute key, you know, to us living this life at the moment, uh, that our eyes are fixed on you. Uh, and not on the things of this earth. The psalmist said, you know, we lift our eyes to the the hills from where our help comes from. Um, And that's where our focus should be every moment of every day. Our God is the only righteous judge Ruling over us with kindness and wisdom And we will keep our eyes Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Now, my very special guest today is the Director of Leading the Way, the Ministry of Michael, Dr. Michael Yusuf here in the United Kingdom, Alan Kirby. Uh, and uh, we've been just reviewing something uh, of your very, very eventful life. We, we talked there, you know, about, you know, uh, Hope Deferring Make the Heart Sick and also the, the perfect preparation. But, but when you took over, you know, uh, the, the reins at Crusaders, now urban since that was it was it a bit of a daunting task for you uh yes very daunting um because i had no experience of uh 
running um, a medium-sized charity. Uh, I had no real finance experience. Um, uh, it was a role that uh, required, uh, you know, um, a strategic approach to the future development of the ministry. Uh, so all the skills that I had when I was working as a medical research scientist, uh, a lot of those were not transferable into this, this new role. So it was a very steep learning curve. Um, but again, um, you know, I believe that um, God led me into that ministry. Um, and uh, if you believe that, you know, you're in the right place as far as God is concerned for your life, um, then he is going to equip you uh, in terms of f fulfilling his purpose for that particular work. So um, I threw myself into this into this work um, and we saw God do some extraordinary things um, over the period that I was that I was involved. We saw the organization grow significantly. Um, we were able to build partnerships with other Christian ministries that would enhance uh, youth work across the UK. Um, and um, yeah, so, so so looking back, as we have mentioned already, uh, it is you know God preparing you for uh, tasks that will happen maybe a long time in the future. Um, but God is there alongside you, and if you trust Him and you and you obey Him, um, then He will fulfil those purposes for for your life and for your ministry. Well, talking about young people is very pertinent this week because it's International Youth Week uh, uh, this, this week. I mean, obviously, you know, we've both seen major changes in, in, in the Christian world. A lot of people can think that young people, you know, uh, are turning their backs and God aren't, aren't interested at all. But of course, that's not exactly true, is it? No, I think God is doing a great work through uh, young people, um, both in the, you know, this country and um, and right across across the world, and I and I think it's really a question of, you know, how we communicate the gospel in a very clear way to young people that makes it relevant for you know for where they are. Um, and as far as Christian young people are concerned, you know, I think there is a, a a great challenge in how we really encourage them to get into God's into God's word, how we make God's word accessible to them. You know, where young people are. You know they're on their mobile devices. They're 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 watching short bursts of I don't know YouTube videos or uh, or whatever. TikTok, so, now, isn't it? That's the video. One, TikTok, isn't it? Yeah. TikTok, which I don't understand at all. But <laughs> well, neither do I. But <laughs> but I think it's short videos. <laughs> short videos. Um, so how do we you know pre present God's word uh, to today's young people that is really going to give them encouragement? Um, and, and everything that they need to grow in their Christian faiths uh, and to be witnesses to their peers. So, you know, that is, I think that is a major challenge for the church in this country uh, and, and also throughout the world. But you do hear amazing stories, you know, of young people who do confront the Christian faith. They do, you know, come to know Jesus in uh, a very real way. Um, and those are the people that we should really be encouraging, you know, for the future, making sure that they are discipled properly uh, and making sure that they are in a position to, to witness effectively to their their non-Christian friends. I mean, it's very interesting because you and I have both been to Lewis and <clears throat> I know that you, you were quite passionate, like myself, about mm. revival, you know. And in fact, you'd be pleased to know that on this recent holiday I had, I actually went to Lewis. That's amazing. <laughs> but Alan, one of the things that I, that I was interested to read about was at the time of the Lewis revival, which mm. is going back to 1947, was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but back, way back then, it, it wasn't that the churches were, were dead, that they actually were quite full, admittedly not with young people, but they were very, very religious on the island. But one of the things, of course, that that that, that uh, is pertinent to our conversation is that although the churches were full, the life of the Holy Spirit, you know, they they you know, it's almost like having the faith but denying the power. I think the Bible talks about yes. it was that was very much what it was like then, you know. So yes. so you and I guess that when we're talking in the context of young people, what they're looking for is is not religion per se but actually life yeah. and challenges all of course the things that you and i would say the gospel is really about uh, absolutely so so i grew up in quite a um a, a legalistic church uh setting 
Um, and I can identify completely with what you have just said. And I think, you know, on the Isle of Lewis in the 1940s and 50s, um, it was a very legalistic church environment, you know, where uh, where there were rules and regulations and people attended church because they, they felt they they had to. Um, but, um, you know, as, as you know, Blair, I mean, I, kn I know you're passionate about, uh, you know, the, the Lewis revival and revival in, in general. I, I had the privilege um, uh, a number of years ago of also going to the Isle of Lewis because I wanted to uh, meet people who had actually gone through a spiritual awakening. I wanted to talk to them what it was like fa face to face and exactly to, to find out exactly what it was like to experience the the power and the presence of God, you know, sweep through a a, a community. And if if I can just share the um the story very very quickly um uh so i met um or, or or came into contact with uh a man um who when i met him a few years ago was in his 70s he would have been in his 20s uh when the revival broke out uh on lewis he invited me up uh to the islands and for three days uh, he drove me across the island and introduced me to people who had been through that spiritual awakening in the 1950s under the ministry of Duncan Campbell. And I was just totally blown away by the stories that I, that I heard. Uh, I remember sitting, uh, we, we, we drove to one isolate, isolated farmhouse right out in the country uh, and we sat round a kitchen table with about three or four people and they just shared the stories of what it was like in, in, in the 1950s to experience that presence and, uh, and power of God. And some of the stories that, uh, that, that I um, heard uh, will, will never leave me. So they, they shared things of, uh, you know, the, the roads were, were, were gridlocked with cars because, you know, people were desperate to get to church to hear Duncan Campbell speak. Uh, workers literally fell down in the fields where they were working under the conviction of sin. Uh, and the most extraordinary thing that I uh, heard was that the presence and power of God was so strong that even passengers on passing ships were affected. I was wondering whether that would happen you know, when I passed on the ship, you know. <laughs> Did it happen? Unfortunately None. not. But although having said that, you know, being at the place where it happened, and, the, and the, I went on a coach trip, and the coach went pa went back to the very church in Barra, you know, that mm. was the epicenter yes. of the revival. Yes. Uh, but of course, it caused me what, what it did do. It caused me to go back and read some of those stories, yes. you know. And like you, yes. you know, I, I I was just so blown away, you know, by yes. uh, and and I I guess that I was looking, you know, for in the bookshops and so for a little. Yeah. Books, uh, it, you know, on Lewis, uh, and couldn't find anything. Uh, and, and I thought, you know, how quickly, how quickly yes. we can forget. Yes, forget. Yes, yeah. exactly. But anyway, you and I are going to have to go there and make some programs, aren't I we? I think that would be amazing. I think to go up and uh, and somehow relive and and capture. Because we're going to do it whilst some of those people are yes, still living. Exactly. Mm. Yes, and the and these people who, you know, who went through that period are now, um, you know, sort of, you know, moving on to glory. Um, and, and I think it is important that we don't forget what God can do. You know, um, revival swept the British Isles in the 1700s under the ministry of uh, of John Wesley and George Whitfield. Uh, it happened in Wales at the turn of the 20th century. Um, and the 1950s, you know, is not that far away. And I think we need to remind ourselves constantly, you know, that this can happen again, you know, in this very chaotic uncertain world and we've talked about that already this morning you know god can still move in in that way and uh you know through people you know being repentant and you know having a real love for his word and uh, a longing to see people saved then those are the things that god really honors and of uh, course it's not something to be passive about isn't it because you will know the story of the two old ladies two old ladies yes are playing yeah. uh you know and the fact they were in their 80s weren't they and one was blind completely blind and the other was arthritic you know but they yes. they're the ones who stirred the ministers up uh, uh, absolutely and i rem remember if i can remember the um uh there's a man by the, the name of leonard ravenhill who is a famous writer and evangelist and i remember 
uh, a pastor, when he heard what God was doing in the Hebrides, uh, asked the question to Leonard Ravenhill. He said, we wish revival would come to us as it came to the Hebrides. And then Ravenhill replied, but revival didn't come to the Hebrides by wishing. The power of God swept through those islands because a group of people waited, tear-stained and travelling before the throne of the living God, you know. And I think that that's what we need to be doing, you know. If you want to see God move again in this nation, then we need that same attitude as though those two old ladies, you know. We need to be on our knees crying out to God um, for him to move again in that way, you know. And I think, you know, if we look at our christian lives i i certainly am a long way from that position of being on my knees you know what 15 hours a day and crying out to god with tears of longing and repentance for you know for that to happen but you know may, maybe god will shake up his people in this nation and and urge them encourage them compel them you know, to get on their knees and cry out in that way. But nevertheless, it's it's thrilling to read these stories, and mm. and also, as you say, it just compels us to to be to be active in whatever way God calls us to be. Yes. I know you are active because yes. there could be no more activity than leading the way a major ministry. And talking about leading the way, you were to meet a gentleman that was again to change your life <laughs> forever. His name, Dr. Michael Youssef. How did you meet him? Yes, so I met. Um, Dr. Michael Youssef uh, five five years ago uh, and the, the little story behind that is that um, uh, I had a, a phone call from a friend one day and he said what are you doing tomorrow so I said well I've got a very busy schedule what do you have in mind uh, he said I'd like to introduce you to Dr. Michael Youssef so I arranged I rearranged my diary uh, got down to London and I, and I think it was the day before that I said to my wife you know, I'm I'm really just too busy with so many things. I need to give some things up. I need to spend more time with the family and uh, and so on. Um, but uh, having spent two and a half hours with with Michael Youssef, I was just totally blown away by this extraordinary ministry that was literally reaching hundreds of millions of people across the world uh, with the gospel through through the power uh, of the. Uh, of the media so um and he was looking for someone to head up the work of leading the way in the uk uh i thought this is more than just a coincidence i need to pay a bit of attention here <laughs> and um uh, having consulted my wife again <laughs> i thought uh, you were going to give things up <laughs> that's exactly what she said um uh you know she said yes this is something that you that you need to to be doing so i thought yeah i'll throw myself into this and five years later we've just seen god do some really extraordinary things uh, things through the work of leading the way in the uk um and leading the way uk contributing to the the wider work of leading the way uh globally so one of the things that i like uh, hearing michael say is that his whole ministry is for the audience of one you know yes. and uh, what he means by that is that someday he's going to stand face to face with jesus as indeed we all will you know and and what what's important is is how that goes you know the audience of of one uh, uh, absolutely and it guides the ministry doesn't it absolutely and and that is you know i mean i think that can be a very liberating thing it can also be quite a terrifying thing you know, to know that one day each one of us is going to stand before uh, Jesus and his throne and, you know, give an account as to how we have spent uh, our time. Um, and, I, and I think, you know, that, that just encourages us so much, you know, to just stay close to God, uh, to stay close to his word and really to, you know, I think, you know, throw ourselves completely into what God's calling is uh on our life and if I if I can just go back Blair to uh, to to, to my meeting Michael Youssef I think three things really had a deep impact on me uh, when I when I met him um, the first was his unerring commitment to preaching the uncompromising truth of God's Word uh, if it's if it's not in the Bible then Michael Youssef won't uh, won't won't preach it and and just to hear him talk about you know god's word being restored within the key pillars of, of society you know where 
that essentially, you know, has been lost. You know, if we look across government and education and uh, I don't know, the business world, the family and, and even the church, you know, God's word has been taken out of those uh, those 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 key sections of society and it's almost like you know sort of reliving um the the, the stories in the old testament where king manasseh uh who if you will remember you know was was an evil king um who removed uh god's word from the temple and as a result of that uh israel uh went into uh exile and was was punished for that and then King Josiah came along, who was Manasseh's grandson, and he restored the book of the law into the temple. And as a result of that, um, there was restoration and blessing as far as Israel was concerned. So, you know, I think working very hard and praying very hard to see God's word restored uh, within uh, those key sections of society uh, you know is, is so important and then the other thing that Michael Youssef really impressed upon me was his deep love for the UK uh, Michael is Egyptian by birth uh, went to theological college in uh, Australia and then moved to the States but when I met him uh, he kept referring to you know it was the UK that gave us the English Reformation uh, it gave us the Tyndale Bible it gave us the great preachers of the past, so people like John Wesley, George Whitfield, uh, Spurgeon. Um, and the thing that, that really impressed me uh, was when he told me that he was mentored by John Stott. And as many of you will uh, know, John Stott you know, is still a highly respected Bible teacher and scholar. Uh, and I think you know, if someone is mentored by John Stott, then I think that says somebody, uh, some, something about you know, the esteem that they have for the the honor uh, of god's word and then the third thing that impressed me very quickly was michael youssef's passion to see a fresh spiritual awakening uh, sweep across the british isles you know as as we have already you know talked about this morning so there was a real meeting of of hearts and minds when i uh, when i when i met him and i think that third thing you know michael's passion to see god move again powerfully uh is 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 something that you know that we are praying and working towards uh you know sort of very much michael spoke last october at the dl moody center in the states and if you know the story of dl moody he was the one really who lit a flame of revival uh in uh, america that was then carried across the atlantic and and had a big impact in uh, england uh, and also across Europe. And I think it was something like within six months, he had preached to over two million people, you know, without the power of the media, without mobile phones and social media and, uh, and so on. Uh, so just coming back, Michael Youssef's passion to really see that happen again, I think is very much the heartbeat of leading the way at the moment. Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Now, you've set us all up about the man, uh, Dr. Michael. You said you've been working in developing the ministry for eight years, did you say, Alan? Five years. Five years. So what have those five years been like? I mean, what, what was it like at the beginning, and, and how do you see things as, as they are right now? So Leading the Way has been in the United Kingdom for 20 years, uh, and we celebrate our 20th anniversary this year. And as Blair has already mentioned, we have a big event in London coming up in uh, in October. Uh, when I joined five years ago, the organization was still quite uh, embryonic. Um, we had a modest um, uh, supporter base. Um, we were on certain radio stations and uh, broadcasting program on uh, a few television channels. Um, so when I joined the organization, I did a bit of a strategic review and realized that there were three basic things that we that we had to do to to grow the ministry further. One was to to, to raise the the profile of uh, and visibility of, of leading the way and, and Dr. Michael Youssef. So although he is known by many, many Christians in the UK, there are some pockets of the Christian community that um, that, that don't know about the ministry. So a big job that we had to do was to, you know, how, how can we um, make the ministry known to those people who, 
who don't yet know uh, of it. So we we have worked hard at uh, at doing doing that. Um, uh, we we now have a social media following of I think it's in excess of two million people a year who are now following uh, leading the way and and Dr. Michael Youssef. Um, the second thing that we really wanted to do was look at how we could contribute to a ministry expansion program called Vision 2025. So in 2018, when Michael Youssef reached his 70th birthday, um, you would expect most people when they get to that, that age to uh, you know, maybe say, right, I'm going to play a bit of golf now <laughs> or go on a cruise. There's <laughs> <laughs> no need to rub it in, my <laughs> But instead of doing that, uh, Michael Youssef stepped up a few gears and he said, we're going to launch a very ambitious um, ministry expansion program called Vision 2025, which has as its objective to win one million souls for Christ by 2025. Um, And this is a seven tier strategy. Um, that has as its objectives, for example, you know, how do we expand the media footprint of leading the way within the UK? How do we get onto more television channels? How do we get onto more radio channels? And that's how we met Blair and and Hope mm-hmm. FM a couple of years ago, and that's been a great a great partnership. Uh, how can we distribute more of our solar powered um, MP3 Bibles? So so these are. Um, basically it's the whole Bible on an MP3 player um, that doesn't need internet or electricity it's solar powered so how can we distribute these devices to people in uh, difficult the back of beyond, yes. back of beyond yeah. who have never heard the gospel um, and, and, and these devices you know are produced in I think nearly 30 different languages so they speak directly into Uh, a local population so looking back over five years we have seen god do some extraordinary things we've seen the ministry grow um you you know you don't like to be talking about financial investment but of course financial investment is really important for ministry development and you know we've grown our supporter base Uh, i think we've seen a 50 percent growth in our income each year for the last three years and, and you know that's been down to the, 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 the loyalty, the generosity, the faithfulness of, of people who really want to get behind this, uh, this ministry. Every day now we are hearing extraordinary stories of people whose lives have been impacted deeply um, by um, Michael Youssef's um, Bible teaching and you know when he shares the gospel, um, you know people are converted and, uh, and that's wonderful. And we just want to see that uh, see that grow even even further. One of the great passions that we have is we would like to get onto secular radio and secular TV, uh, so that you know we get in front of a a very significant non-Christian audience who can be presented with the gospel in a very clear and um, articulate way. So we are probably still scratching the surface. There's still a lot that we. Um, you know that we want to do that we need to do i think we're quite ambitious uh in our in our thinking and planning you know i think it goes back to what we were saying earlier uh you know uh, you, you don't sit back and let god speak to you um you know you have to do something about it you've got to be very proactive you know in, in your thinking and planning and i think that's the position that we want to be in you know we want to be seeking god's heart and mind all the time looking for new opportunities seeking new support from ministry partners um you know we've experienced a lot of that in the last five years um but i think you know the um uh yes there's um so much more that we, we can do and i think that god will do you know as we trust him for the future you're listening to community now on hope fm with keith jones bookshop serving the community for over 50 years visit keithjones.co.uk now my special guest uh, today is dr uh, uh, alan kirby and we've been talking about the ministry of dr michael yusuf and leading uh, the way here in the uk now there's a date you must put in your diary and that date is uh, saturday saturday the 8th of october this year uh, at westminster central hall because dr michael yusuf is coming but he's not going to be on his own is he alan (laughs) no that's right this is something that we've been planning for uh, for some time um 
as we've said already, uh, leading the way in the UK, celebrates its 20th anniversary uh, this year, although leading the way globally is actually 34 years old, but a special um, anniversary within within the UK. Um, we have a number of uh, events this year which will culminate, as Blair has said, in a big evening of celebration uh, at Methodist Central Hall in Westminster, uh, on Saturday, the 8th of, uh, of October. And this is really an opportunity for uh, 2,000 people who will gather there to give thanks and praise to God for 20 years of glorious gospel ministry uh, in the UK, uh, for all that God has done, for the lives that have been changed as a result of Michael Youssef's uh, preaching God's word, uh, and and also his you know sort of evangelistic uh, outreach. Um, Blair mentioned we've got a a, a great lineup of uh, of special guests. Uh, so Dr. R.T. Kendall uh, is going to be uh, with us for that evening. Uh, R.T. is a much loved um, Bible teacher, broadcaster, writer who is well known to people within the UK. Uh, what people won't know is that R.T. Kendall and Michael Youssef have, have been friends for many, many years, uh, and R.T. is uh, on the Leading the Way UK board. So um, there is a very close, close link there. Worship is going to be led by Noel Robinson and his band uh, and the All Souls Choir. Uh, we have uh, Noel Tradinick, who is going to compare the evening uh, Noel, as you know, um, was the founder of the All Souls Orchestra many years ago and is the one who uh, organises prom praise each year uh, at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, we've got Christian leaders joining us from different parts uh, of the world. And of course, the centrepiece will be uh, a powerful Bible message from, uh, from, from Michael Youssef. I mentioned... Uh, Vision 2025 uh, a moment ago, which is this seven-year ministry expansion program. The seventh strand of that program is the launch of a global series of evangelistic campaigns uh, where Dr. Youssef will uh, go around the world uh, and basically um, preach the gospel to large uh, audiences. This program will be launched in London uh, on October uh, the eighth. Just coming back to R.T. Kendall for a, for, for a moment, um, he's, he said publicly um, that this may well be his last visit to the UK. Uh, he celebrated his 87th birthday recently, and I think he probably sees this visit in October to the last time that he will visit the UK. So, so that's you know maybe one reason why you should try to get down to London on the eighth of October just to celebrate um, you know his being there. Um, tickets are selling fast um, uh, and they we would encourage you you know to purchase them as soon as possible they're just 15 pounds and if I can just give you the website address and how you can buy the ticket so if you go to ltw.org forward slash UK you can buy a ticket online or you can call the leading the, uh, the way office uh, and the number is 0800 432 04 one nine. So please do buy your tickets. It's going to be a great evening uh, of celebration. Uh, it's, an, it's an event that you can't afford to miss. And we look forward to seeing you on October the 8th. And of course, you, you said that tickets are selling fast. A thousand have already gone. gone. Uh, and, and of course, there's not that many more uh, uh, to go. But I hadn't realised that it was going to be RT's possible final visit to the uk he, he is as you say so much loved having yes. uh, taken the pulpit at westminster chapel yes uh, and and of course i've had the privilege of interviewing him on a number of occasions and i can honestly say he is the most self-effacing man that i've ever met you yes. know he he's he's greatly res respected and has had a very fruitful ministry you yes. know but actually he's just He's just very humble with it all, you know. Absolutely. Uh, a man who's been used by God greatly, you know, over 80 years um, or, or so. Uh, again, you know, he has a great love for the UK. Um, and I remember him, the last time I spoke to him, him telling me that, uh, that when he retired from Westminster Chapel, uh, he started giving uh, a number of other positions up. He said the one position that he wouldn't give up is to serve on the Leading the Way UK board. 
um, because he has, you know, just such great ad- admiration for the work of Leading the Way uh, and Dr. Michael Youssef. So it's great that he is involved in that, you know, sort of close association. And I can understand why he would be good friends with Michael, because, of course, thanks to you, Alan, I have had the privilege of meeting Dr. Michael Youssef and interviewing him. And I would say, actually, that on a face-to-face, one-to-one, he's also a very humble man. I mean, he's a very yes. powerful figure. Yes. Those of you who have heard his preaching and so on will, will know that. And you, After this programme, if you haven't heard Dr. Michael yes. Youssef, Hang on there, and you'll hear him uh, 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 preach. But he, but actually, he's a very humble uh, guy him, himself. Uh, yes, uh, and uh, and of course, almost died, didn't he? You know, right? At, you know, when he was a child. Uh, absolutely. So God's calling on his life is, is is quite remarkable. Even before he was born, you know, God had that that clear call on on his life. Um, uh, his mother um, had a, a serious medical condition. Um, the advice from the medical profession was that um, uh, that she should have an abortion. A pastor came to the house uh, after that sort of declaration was made and said, I, I believe God has great things for this unborn child. Um, of course, you know, uh, his mother gave birth to Michael Youssef and the rest is history. Hope FM, Faith-Filled Radio. Well, lovely music there from Philip Stopford in the Truro Truro Cathedral Choir there in my father's house. Well, it's been a a joy talking to Alan over these uh, these last couple of hours. Of course, the whole point of leading the way of any ministry is people coming to know the the wonderful God that we believe in and and change lives. And no doubt you've seen many, many people come to know Mm. him. And I've asked Alan if you'd maybe pick up just a couple of stories Mm. that would maybe just... Uh, encourage us all as to how that happens and how has happened in people's lives. Yeah, so the the most thrilling thing I think of our uh, of our work is to is to hear those stories that come back of lives that have been you know deeply impacted, totally transformed uh, by the the ministry of uh, of leading the way. And you know, as I said earlier, we you know we get letters and emails almost on a daily basis of you know people who write in to uh, say I you know I became a Christian through listening to Dr. Michael Youssef on this particular radio station or television channel. Um, and ju- just two um, uh, examples that come to mind. Um, uh, one is uh, a young uh, Muslim lady from London uh, who was in a uh, not, not a very good place in her life in terms of, uh, of, of relationships. I think she had an abusive partner. Um, she was an unmarried mum and was driving to work one day happened to switch on the radio uh, was was fiddling with with the tuner and happened to come across Michael Youssef speaking on the radio and uh, she had to you know pull up her car and just stop and listen to him speaking and he spoke right into her life you know the very needs that she had um God was meeting those needs through Dr. Youssef's preaching. Um, and she gave her life to uh, Jesus uh, on the side of the road. Um, and uh, now she is working uh, in a church in central London. Her life is back on track. You know, she's growing day by day, uh, reading God's word, uh, getting closer to God. Um, and that that is uh, you know one one of the the, the thrilling stories that, that that we can share, and that young lady, by the way, is going to share her testimony uh, at the event in uh, October. So if you want to hear more uh, from that young lady, then you'll have to buy a ticket and come along. Hope FM, faith-filled radio. Well, 
Rainbow Love that will not let me go the sound of Wales then of course that is that's the fruit of all that we've been talking about today a God who loves us all with a passion who doesn't treat us as our sins deserve who, who went to the cross who laid down his own life that you and I could have a relationship with him and that is the passion behind the preaching of Dr. Michael Youssef and I guess against your own ministry uh, Alan over 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 the years but you have another story to tell us haven't you yes another story um uh, about lives that were deeply impacted by dr michael youssef so this is a couple uh, who live in uh, rotherham uh, up north again uh, their their lives were not in a in a good place there were relationship problems uh, there was danger that the marriage was going to uh, split up um, they were driving to work one day again similar story to the lady I mentioned before but they happened to switch the radio on uh, Dr Youssef was preaching uh, and again his message spoke very very deeply to them uh, they were Christians at the time but they realized that they were living far from God uh, and they recommitted their lives to uh, to Jesus uh, on the spot we've stayed in touch uh, with that couple um, uh, God is doing amazing things through them and their family uh, so as a result of uh, of their coming back to God uh, they are now witnessing to their family many family members are, are, are being converted uh, and I think their house in Rotherham has essentially become uh, a church where people are meeting every Sunday and uh, God is doing uh, a great work there and again they will be in London on the 8th of October <laughs> <laughs> and will be giving their testimony so uh, I've just shared you know, something very brief about them but, uh, you know, come along and, and hear the full story and you will be amazed uh, at the way God uh, is using them at the moment. Well, put that date in your diary. And once again, the date in London is Saturday, the 8th of October. The doors uh, of Westminster Central Hall open at 5 p.m. Of course, in advance, uh, you need to get a ticket and uh, that will cost you Fifteen pounds. Of course, it all goes towards the wonderful ministry of of, of leading the way. How do they get those tickets, Alan? Just remind us. So, two ways to buy your ticket. Uh, one is you can go online at ltw.org forward slash uk, uh, or you can call a leading the way representative on zero eight hundred four three two zero four one nine. Excellent. Well, we look for. Uh, I'm going to be there. I'd be looking for you to be coming along with us. Maybe you know we should get a coach uh, to 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 get a, go up uh, to London for that amazing event. Alan, thank you so much for being my guest, and obviously we wish you God's richest blessing because uh, I know that you and your team have been putting uh, endless hours, a great deal of work in pulling all of this together, but also for the ministry of 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 leading the way. Hope FM, Faith Filled Radio.